it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Bucky's Fifth Podcast. Uh, Tyler Hunt and Matt Bell's here. If you can hear some dejection in your voice, in our voice, obviously you know why, uh, because the Badgers just went to Champagne and did not the bus so we want to get on and do just an instant reaction pod we have no questions written down we have nothing uh on the docket except to just fire away and and see what happens here so i'm sure you guys will enjoy some of our misery uh matt i know how you are but as i always ask how are you today (laughs) i'm i'm doing uh i'm doing all right uh that was one of the worst games i've seen this year out of uh or uh, I guess the last couple years out of the Badgers. Uh, last year I did. I had the opportunity to skip watching the Michigan game, the BYU game, and the Minnesota game all because of weddings. So uh, that was kind of helpful in terms of my general health. Um, but this one was tough to watch. Uh, how are you holding up? I gotta be honest. I'm I'm pretty dejected. Normally Wisconsin losses don't. I mean they suck. They suck every time but this one just and it's one of those ones where you don't even like you're just upset that how poorly it's not even like they got outplayed if they just got outplayed and flatly got beat like what might happen next weekend then then fine but just the way they played and lost I think just adds to it and then the fact that it's Illinois and you go and then they play a jump around at the end of the game I mean just a just a tough one to swallow uh, points. So not great. Uh, we'll see what happens as we continue down the stretch, but obviously a pretty disappointing one. And honestly, you, you could start at, uh, you know, any certain place you want to start on this one. Uh, Cause there's, there's a whole host of topics that you could get into with, with how poorly this game sort of went. So we, <laughs> we want to start with the offense and, and the play calling. Yeah, I'm I'm cool with there. Um, what was your take on the play calling? I just thought, I mean, yeah, I was expecting to come into the game and, and really probably not show a lot because, but you know, going off of that, I also thought that it would have this you know well in hand to where it wouldn't, where you wouldn't need to bust out some other stuff. And obviously, you know, they 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 needed to to turn to some new stuff and some different stuff and and open it up a little bit. I was I was disappointed with. Uh, the conservativeness, because we've seen Paul Chris sometimes this season get aggressive, but at the same time, it's not like anybody on the offense was showing a lot of promise to where you thought you could turn to it. And so, you know, I, I know people are upset that it was conservative, but at the same time, there there wasn't a lot of positives that were you where you saw a clear answer from from my perspective. I mean, everybody was kind of you know struggling to execute. What did what did you think? Yeah, I mean, the offense, there was times I thought Jack Cohn, other than that last, you know, few minutes, had looked pretty sharp. You know, he still completed 75% of his passes, was able to distribute the ball well. Um, Outside of a couple throws was kind of 
on the money. I, I just thought that the offensive line just looked really bad. You know, I know that they were mixing in a different, some different combinations in there um, due to Erdman being injured, but man, oh man, they weren't able to get a push. They weren't able to uh, run against, I think they were the 106th, 107th ranked def- defense in the nation in terms of run defense. I mean, that is, that's not acceptable if you're Wisconsin. Wisconsin breaders, uh, butters their bread by running the ball, and they weren't able to do it today to the to the effect that they normally can. They only ran for uh, 156 yards, which they were still able to outrun Illinois. But at the same time, that's that wasn't enough. You know, Jonathan Taylor had to carry the ball 28 times, and and obviously that fumble was was huge. But I thought on the offensive side it was the offensive line in my eyes that really let down the Badgers and really let down the team in one of, in, in my eyes as well. Yeah. I mean, they were, they were getting manhandled, you know, and you've you've never seen, you know, an offensive line get, get beat so badly by a defensive line that wasn't doing anything coming into this game. I mean, like you said, 106th against the run, Uh, they've been gashed by Eastern Michigan and teams like that on the ground where if you're Wisconsin, you have to be able to run the ball against them. And you, you got to give them some credit, too. Obviously, they played really well in their front seven. But, man, you just can't, you know, you can't. I think at one point it was like 3.7 yards a carry. That by Wisconsin standards is is downright horrible. So it's it's pretty it's pretty disappointing. And, you know, I, I thought they would, they were going to have to throw the ball, and, and they started to. And then, of course, the, the interception and, and the fumble. They were both – the turnovers really hurt them. Uh, because even despite you know playing against a team that was you know not anywhere close to you in terms of talent, you know if you take care of the football, you probably still win that game uh, and get out of there and escape with a win. And it just uh, it didn't happen today. There was there was nothing to really I mean, more than that. Just got outclassed and beat themselves in a lot of ways. So uh, defensively, really wasn't much better. Uh, we'll talk about that here. Uh, Really, the defense across the board really kind of struggled. There were some big holes in their run game. Reggie Corbin had a lot of room to run. Uh, the, the the pass defense was not what it's been the last few weeks. Matt, what did you think of, of that uh, side of the football today? I thought the missed tackles were just – they were everywhere. Yeah. I've, I, everywhere you looked, there was – guys missing tackles that they should have. You saw Illinois wrapping up and making those tackles and Wisconsin, even from the jump wasn't able to do that. I think going forward, they're going to be really uh, in rough shape against an Ohio state team. Who's got more speed, got more agility in terms of their quickness that if they run a similar type offense where you're going to do some zone read, you're going to do some play action off of it and have wide receivers going deep. Something Wisconsin struggled with today is, covering the deep ball as well as just making the tackles when they had to. There was too many times where Reggie Corbin or um, Brown was able to kind of just squirt for a big gain and make one guy miss. And then all of a sudden it was three guys missed. And then it was somebody's trying to strip the ball instead of trying to make the tackle. And it it ended up in a 30 yard gain instead of a a five yard gain, for example. Yeah. There were so many times where it just was a simple, just wrap up. And, you know, I I don't want to be the guy who says it's, Oh, it's easy. Just do this, do that, because it is harder than what it looks on, on the TV and from our perspective on the couch. But man, there were just so many times where it's just they just wrapped up, and you haven't seen an undisciplined Wisconsin team like this at, yet at any point this season. They've played with such, uh, you know, 
discipline in that side of the football you know, normally you know these last few weeks where you just were I was just surprised by it and how how many times it was just bouncing off you know guys or or going for a weak arm tackle and you know Corbin and guys like that even Brandon Peters ran through a couple um so you know like you said you know it's going to be they're going to really have to you know pay attention to that this week if you want to even have a chance going to Columbus because J.K. J.K. Dobbins and Justin Fields are not going to be any easier to tackle uh, next Saturday. So if you want to fix that and, and get it corrected and get this thing, you know, back on track, it's it's going to start with with cleaning a lot of that up. Um, and so that kind of points to the next thing that I was going to bring up. Do you think this was more of them looking ahead to Ohio State, or was it just they got completely outplayed? I think it's a combination. I think it always is. You know, I, I think it was obvious that the Badgers came out flat. They were looking ahead in terms of this game. But at the same time, Illinois came out fighting and Wisconsin got punched and they didn't punch back. That's yeah. what I noticed. You know, it was you see that you can kind of feel the ebb and flow and the Badgers would make a play. You know, they get the fumble, score a touchdown from the Illinois 15 and then and then they slowly unravel again. So it was it was one of those games where it just the writing seemed like it was on the wall where every time you turned, it was like, what are they doing? You know, in terms of guys mi- missing those tackles, turning the ball over, um, just not making great calls in terms of situation based, you know, with a couple runs on the goal line, uh, not being able to punch it in there. Like I said, the offensive line really struggled missing field goals. I know we had talked about earlier this year that that was probably going to come back and bite them. They make that field goal. They win the game. It's, it's, plain and simple based off of the time time that was up there. So the Badgers had just across the board just laid an egg, and this is what you get for it. Yeah, I mean, that's 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 college football. We saw it last week with Georgia. We saw it this week with, with Wisconsin, and we'll see it again um, as this thing go forward. But, you know, if you want to be in that playoff discussion and that Big Ten title run, you, you got to, you know, avoid those games as much as you can. And you can have one, but – yeah, that's that's hard pressed when you've got a team like Ohio State next week. But man, it's just this just disappointing. You know, I'd I'd rather have just been you know beat beaten by the other team. I, I hate when you know when you lose and and beat yourselves in a way. But like you said, you're absolutely right with with the way that Illinois was. You know, they they got it, it was a fight back and forth, and when they got hit, they bounced back. And and the Badgers when they got hit, they didn't. And yeah, I think it's part of um, that they haven't been really hit in the mouth yet this season. I mean, would you say that? I mean, the Badgers haven't trailed until the last seconds of this in that game, which was a, a sad underlying story that the first time they trail is the is the field goal to beat them. But wouldn't you say it's just more of a, you know that the Badgers maybe they haven't been tested like this and and they weren't used to that feeling in a way. Yeah, I think so. And there was times when I thought that the offense kind of shelled up a little bit. There was multiple times where it was, you know, third and three, third and five, somewhere in that range. And, you know, Jack Cohn had been delivering all game long, you know, obviously that one uh, pick notwithstanding, but every time he had kind of delivered on third down and there was times when it was like third and seven and they ran the ball with Jonathan Taylor and got two yards and it was just a head scratcher, you know, trot out Lottie and punt and it was like that it just didn't make any sense in terms of the flow of the game and how the Badgers had been doing in terms of throwing the ball so 
I, I would think that that's something that the offensive staff will kick themselves for too uh, in the coaching room. But I think it really comes down to the offensive line uh, and then the missed tackles that they were just inexcusable and something that uh, fans hadn't seen until this game. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're exactly right. You know, I think everybody, I, I mean, Twitter was a dumpster, <laughs> dumpster fire after the game, and rightfully so. But I mean, yeah, you, you, they just, you know, nobody's used to seeing that because this team has played so dominating over the first six, seven weeks, and it just, it wasn't there today. And you, you could chalk it up to a whole host of things, but at the end of the day, they, they, they got beat, and they got beat by a team that they shouldn't have got beat by, and. Unfortunately, that happens in college football, but it really, really sucks when it's your team. You love you love to see those upsets when it's somebody else, and you you root for the underdog. But when you're on the other side of it, man, it stings. So, so how how bad does this one hurt for you uh, in terms of losses? Because we've had some bad ones, but this one, I'm not sure why, but it's taken me a while to to process it for sure. Yeah, I had a friend text me and ask if this was a, a worse loss than BYU, and we kind of were riffing back and forth about it. And I think it is just simply because of how the team had jumped out this year. Last season, you know, they had kind of eked by before they got to BYU. It wasn't like they had looked dominant. You know, they had gone into the season ranked fourth or whatever and picked to make it in the playoff and everything. But this season, they had actually shown it that they could do it. And, you know, People had started to buy into them after kind of a rough season last year. And then to kind of rip out the hearts of those people who had just kind of jumped back in, um, you know, it's 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 tough, especially when you see a stat line like Brandon Peters completing nine passes and was under 50 percent throwing and you lose to that. That's that's pretty, pretty rough. Yeah. Yeah, that's that. <laughs> That's not great, and it's 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 upsetting for sure. And I know everybody who, who's going to be listening to this is is going to be listening for us to be upset. And obviously, it, I don't blame you. It's a tough thing to try and process. But at the end of the day, you you've also got to give some credit to Illinois. They they played, you know, they played they did enough to win a football game, which is something you can't say for Wisconsin. So we'll have to see uh, how this team bounces back. But I mean, going forward. Obviously, you know, it, it, it looks right now to everyone that the sky is falling and it is in a way because that's a pretty bad loss. And that's going to be a tough one to get back, even if you even if you, you dominate down the stretch. But where does this where how does this team right the ship and and get refocused so you don't go into next week and, and really get hit in the mouth once again with Ohio State? I think I think it comes back to the offense. I think a lot of people will blame the defense, but at the same time, the, the Badger defense outside of those um, missed tackles wasn't nearly as bad as the offense in my eyes, especially that from basically midway through the third quarter on, their last drives that they had the ball, they had a missed field goal after a six-minute drive when they were up 20-7. to seven. They then had a field goal on another six-minute drive, and that was, that was basically from the one-yard line that they weren't able to punch it in. Then they had the fumble. Then they threw an interception. Each one of those drive uh, out, outside of the fumble, which was just like a minute long drive, the interception came on a three minute drive. So they were moving the ball on each of those drives and they just took the proverbial gun out and just shot themselves in the foot. They just couldn't convert. So I think the offense has to clean things up and especially on the offensive line, because that's where I I place a lot of the blame on the uh, coaching staff in terms of 
being able to feel the ebb and flow of the game and making some of the different calls, but also on the offensive line for not holding up there under the bargain, especially when Illinois' best defensive lineman goes out uh, with an injury. Uh, what are your yeah. thoughts? Yeah, that's true. I mean, I didn't. I, you know, I, can, I almost forgot that he was even. He wasn't even in there. Uh, I forgot that he had gotten injured early in, that, in the second quarter and didn't really come back and have an impact. So, he, um, yeah, it's just been the, the offensive line was disappointing. And I think if if they want to right the ship, obviously you get a chance where if you go into Columbus and win, all of a sudden, yeah, it's back on track and and you can make some stuff happen. Uh, but it's it, it definitely going to come back to the offense. I think the offense this week looked a lot like the offense we saw at times last year, which is something I think everybody wanted to get away from. Um, you know, the, the conservative, the dink and dunk, the you know, just not aggressive uh, tone of the football game when you needed it, uh, and then settling eventually is going to get you beat. And I, I think it looked a lot like 2018's team versus what we saw in, in 2019. Um, so it's so definitely disappointing and, and obviously everybody's dejected and it, it, these losses suck. Uh, but I, I think they've still got, obviously they still got a chance in front of them, but from where you're at right now, what do you think does your, does your outlook on where this team can eventually get to change after that loss? Or do you still think they can get to Indy and, and you know, repeat for a big 10 championship or are you kind of taking a step back and going, maybe, maybe we were, you know, out to a little ahead of our skis coming into this one. You know, I, I, I always thought that Ohio state was going to be really tough. I didn't predict them to win that game uh, or win the big 10 in general. So I'm, I, I still think they can get to Indy, but it just got a lot more difficult because it makes you kind of look at that Minnesota, Soda game and the Iowa game and, and think, oh, okay, those are going to be different games now than they might have been uh, a few weeks ago or even last week. Um, so I, I'm, I'm interested to see kind of how they rebound. I think, you know, obviously coming out to having to play Ohio State isn't going to be the easiest way to kind of cut your teeth back into it, but we'll see what the coaching staff, put to get, coaching staff puts together and what the offense looks like next week. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, obviously, I was you know I was gonna say if they had squeaked that one out, maybe that's the best thing for them. You know, before going to Columbus, is that they won, but they didn't look good doing it. Um, and then that way you can really refocus for a good week of practice this week. Uh, but obviously, when you lose, it it certainly changes that feeling. But a lot of teams bounce back from from bad losses. So you gotta hope that they can do that. But obviously, like you said, Ohio State is a tough task. Uh, to try and get this thing rolling once again. But uh, we'll have to see, and it, it's going to take a, a big effort from them because we saw what Ohio State can do uh, you know, in their dominating win over Northwestern last night. And you know, Wisconsin always seems to have one of these games that really rips your heart out, and uh, unfortunately that was, that was this week. Um, so, but overall, I mean, that, I think this Big Ten West race just got – you know, really muddled when you think about it, because you've got Minnesota, who's going to be leading, you know, be the leader in the clubhouse after this week, um, and then you've got Iowa, who who gets brought into the back back into the picture. You've got a team like North or Nebraska that all of a sudden can get brought back into this picture. So, I, I think I wouldn't you agree that this thing kind of just opens up in a in a big way, at least in the Western side. Yeah, and it's it makes those games that they have still remaining way more interesting against Big Ten 
West teams. You know, Minnesota, I think a lot of people had kind of thought, okay, Wisconsin, you know, they'll come in, both teams will be vying for the potentially going to Indy, but I don't think a lot of people thought that this team might have lost to Illinois to set it up that the Badgers need that win necessarily to have the shot to go to Indy. And that's the way it's, it looks right now on paper. You know, a lot can change. There's, we haven't played the, the Ohio State game. You know, if you had to simula- simulate it, I think, you know, on NCAA, Ohio State's going to win that one after that dejected egg that they just threw out there. But like I said, stranger things happen in college football, and Ohio State has had their eggs that they've laid in the uh, last couple seasons. So you never know. Yeah, and that's the thing. You never it's exactly right. You never know. You never expect to go to Champagne and get beat, but uh it just happened and you know, there's going to be other teams you never expected Georgia to get beat at home to a dejected uh and third string quarterback with South Carolina, but it happens and that's what that's what makes the sport so much fun as a fan perspective. Uh but it really sucks of course when it happens to your team and you know, it it's only one loss and yes, the sky will come up tomorrow or the sun will come up tomorrow, but uh, it's certainly a, a dejecting feeling and and uh, a tough one to uh, tough one to swallow as this team tries to uh, bounce back. But at the same time, we, we've seen a dominating football team in in uh, seven of the eight weeks. So who knows? Maybe that dominating team comes back when they go to Columbus. And I think that's your if you want to bounce back and, and right the ship, you you got your shot. Not saying they will, but. At least you've got some games in front of you with Ohio State, with Iowa, with Minnesota to to try and get back, and you know we'll see what happens. But it certainly makes everything uh, a lot closer and tighter than it needed to be. So we'll we'll see. But guys, that's re- that's really all I had uh, in terms of you know we didn't write down any questions. We just said we we're going to hop on and and talk about the game for a little bit and you know, you know work talk some stuff out give you guys maybe a little therapy session as to <laughs> uh, as to how to survive and I think it was maybe you know even better for us because I was pretty dejected after that one because it's just you're never expecting it and uh, it sucks but um, Matt anything else you got or else we'll uh, we'll wrap it up here and we'll be back with you guys later next week so um so obviously a loss like that, it's hard to look at positives, but do you have any players that you actually thought looked good or that there was positives to it in terms of the future for this team going on this year? Yeah, I mean, I thought I thought Cone still looked pretty good, like you said, in the, at least early in that, um, you know, early in the game. He still was hitting passes. Obviously the interception was bad, and I think everybody – um, you know, I think Jack would, would say that, yeah, that's a ball he can't throw and a mistake he can't make. Um, but so I, I really didn't think, I mean, you look at his stat line and his completion percentage and all that, it, it still looks pretty good. Um, but you know, just, they made the mistakes when, um, when they, when they just couldn't, they couldn't afford to. So I, I thought he still looked pretty good defensively. Chris Orr continues to play out of his mind. I mean, he doesn't get enough credit. I don't think, you know, with all the attention that Zach Bond's getting, Chris Orr's been, been really good um so i would say those two what about you yeah i would i would also add in jake ferguson i thought he played really well and i think he's starting to heal from that thumb injury that he sustained in fall camp and we're starting to see him be more physical you know he had that pancake block uh that sprung jonathan taylor on a longer gain as well as he made some really nice catches that were not easy to make 
I thought Danny Davis also was good back uh, returning punts. You know, he averaged 16 and a half, which is uh, nothing to turn your nose at after we have seen some real struggles there. And then Anthony Lottie actually punted the ball well. He only punted twice, which is just indicative of just uh, how many times the Badgers shot themselves in the foot. But he he uh, he played his part this this game, and uh, that's a, a positive going forward. I would have to think. Yeah, for sure. Uh, he he did punt well. He had a, both of them are pretty you know pretty long booms that way. And when you can flip the field with your punter is obviously always always helpful. And I would agree. Yeah, I forgot about Davis. He was good back there. And I like that. Uh, two punt return set, you know, with uh, with Dunn and Davis back there to try and uh, change things up and get some production out of that position. But uh, other than, other than those few guys, uh, not a lot of people showed up, and you, it's obviously you need you need a lot of players to to step up. And unfortunately, the Badgers just didn't have that didn't have that this week. And it's back to the drawing board to try and get back to uh, where they were two weeks ago. So we'll we'll see what happens, but. Uh, that's all I've really got. I've I've cleared my chest. I've talked about it. I don't know. <laughs> anything else from you, Matt? No. Um. We'll we'll uh, throw another podcast out later this week, uh, previewing that Ohio State game. Kind of you know maybe diving into some more meat of recapping this game as well. But uh, don't forget to rate, review, subscribe. Uh, check us out this week. I'm sure there's going to be a whole host of different material coming out covering this game as well as the Ohio State game, um, Bucky's fifth quarter. Um, that's all I got. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited for Drew's uh, Big Ten roast this week uh, and and seeing what <laughs> seeing what we can come up with for. Obviously, every, usually it's funny when it's the other Big Ten opponents uh, on the docket, but when it's your own team, it's it hurts even more. But guys, I promise the sun will come up. <laughs> Some will come up tomorrow and everything will be all right. And, you know, I've, I know it hurts right now. I know it sucks right now, but uh, well, they'll get their shot at Ohio State. And, you know, maybe maybe they make things happen. So you got to try and <laughs> try and stay positive. But, uh, yeah, we'll we'll get our stuff out later in the week and we'll preview that Ohio State game. Obviously, it's still a big game um, if they can pull off that upset. And, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. And that's all you can do. Uh, that's the sport. So uh, other than that. Go Packers tomorrow. Hopefully they can bring us some joy. And uh, on Wisconsin.